dream about a dog. I was walking in an amusement park with people all around me. We rode the roller coaster rides, and he was laughing as we jumped in the sky. Then I saw that I looked just like him. It's a dog's life. I Hey, what's going on? It is episode 286 of the Hey Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. Uh, so are you tired? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. What time did you get bit. in? Uh, right after I got done playing, baby. Right so, away. No, la- I don't know, like um, 12 or 1. Last night, yourself and your friend Juan. Is his name Juan or is it John? It's Juan because uh, estoy racisto. It's, uh, is it's, he Hispanic? It's John, yeah. Okay, you just call him Juan because you're being funny. Nobody, his mom doesn't call him Juan. No, everyone, his his family calls him John. Okay. So when I met him, there was, um, we were in a band and there was two Johns. One John was a white John, the other John was a Mexican. Like kid. you were manufacturing like new kids on the block. They're like, Ben, this is, you were in a band when you met him. How, I don't understand. When I started this band with some guys and I mm-hmm. only knew one of the dudes. The guy was like, you should play with us. And so we got together for practice gotcha. and he was like, this is John. But they called him Juan because. Right. Maybe They're ball busters. You had the dudes that were being ball busters. Yeah, you had to have a separation. Otherwise, everybody want to say John and have both of them turn. And so it just stuck for me. Not that it's not an amazing story, but the my point was is you and him played last night. You performed at Byway Brewing mm-hmm. in Hammond. Hammond. And we came out to see you, and I was like, hey, I'm going to be there. And then um, I expected there to be people because I was like, I'm bringing stickers. I'm I didn't see anybody I knew. I saw one person I knew. It was very crowded, but not not a lot of podcast ilk, though. No. Um, But I have to tell you, one of my favorite places to eat, love their beer. But uh, here's another, Uh and I don't like, I do like (laughs) Uh it. So at the end of the night, you guys were wrapping up. There was a private party in another room that you had gone into. And we were still, myself, my wife, and our neighbors that had come out were sitting at a table and... The our waiter said, "Hey, um, last call," and so we put in our last call. About ten minutes later, he came back over and he said, "Hey," uh, or they were cleaning up the tables like directly next to us. You know, they put the lights up. They're cleaning the tables, and I made a joke because he was flipping the chairs and stacking them on tables. And I said, "Hey, you planning on doing that with me sitting in my chair?" And he goes, "No, you're good. No problem. We're we're still thinking. We're probably not going to get out of here till 11. Um, and this is probably like 10, 20. Okay. So he's like, you don't finish your beer or whatever. We're, we have so many other tables to deal with. It's not a problem. So we were, okay, well, now we're not in a hurry. Five minutes later, it must have been the manager came over and she's like, look, I'm not trying to be a jerk here, but we've been closed for 30 minutes and you're still here and you need to go. Whoa. Is okay. that right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, but I, I was just... My wife was saying, like, well, this dude just told us, like, stay here and chill and do whatever, and we'll be the, you can just yeah. be the last table. But this lady was just like, yeah, I've heard that before. He, she's probably like, he's new and he doesn't understand how this goes. We need you to, to motivate. Yeah. Like, I don't know what that dude was thinking, but I want you to go. So, other than that, it was a pleasant experience. And I'm, I'm not even going to yelp about that. She gets a pass because I like the place so much. Well, it was busy. Yeah, no, it was. It was very busy. The party was busy. The main room was busy. So, probably by the end of the night, they're like, listen. I We've wouldn't. given you guys everything you've asked. You've been here. You've had this table for hours. 
I'd like you to go. Yeah, I've uh, I've been in that situation where people are drinking and something is about to close. I know it's supposed to close at, let's say, 10.30 or 11. I will start priming the pump at an hour beforehand, being like, hey, just so you know, I know it closes at 10.30. That means like the door is closed and you're already gone. Yeah. So about 10 o'clock, let's go ahead and, and be heading toward our vehicles. <laughs> you know, I've done that many times, so I understand where this person is coming from. But with that being said, which I know people love when I say that. Having, enjoyable having time. Said that. Did you so you played three sets, seventies, eighties, and then nineties? No, no, just, just two, two sets. No, which is good because I'm kind of burnt out on seventy songs. But I'm burnt out on eighty songs too. But yeah, we wanted to do a theme. So yeah, we did like which, an, we did like an hour and fifteen or whatever of all eighties straight through. Took a break and then did another hour and fifteen of all nineties. From where I was sitting, it felt like you didn't do any traditional versions of those songs. No. They were all sort of slowed down or a little bit more mellow. Well, than, it's acoustic, so you got to like, yeah, you have to adapt. I don't know. I mean, Tom Petty played American Girl the same as, you know, acoustically and still played at the uh, same tempo. And it, 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 You thought they were slower? Yeah, I just thought they were more, I didn't know if that was a the point. Well, a lot of times, a lot of times I get all crazy in, in ADD and I, I do a lot of like, I strain my voice and do a lot of, you know what I mean, <clears throat> yelling uh, to, to perform, but... Uh, but by the, by the end of the night, I can't talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I'm burnt out. So I didn't want to um, freak people out or do that. So I guess it was kind of chill. No, I just, I guess I wanted to ask you because I was thinking at the time and I didn't get to talk to you afterwards. I wanted to ask if that was actually something that you did on purpose because I've seen you play before and it seemed, it didn't seem as, uh, it seemed like you rearranged a little bit. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it was, I mean, I don't know. It was three hours. So. When it's a three-hour show, definitely like change the speed of it yeah. a little bit. You know what I mean? Slow I didn't know if down. like maybe you dropped the uh, like you, you you changed drop down a little bit so you could sing things that would have been a little more difficult in a different key. No, or because you have you and him alternated on you and Juan. Yeah, alternated. You'd sing a song, he'd sing a song, you'd sing a song, he'd sing a song. Yeah, no, I mean I wasn't intentionally trying to do anything like that. It was just more of a yeah, chill, it, it was just more of a chill set. Just, yeah, no, it was just more of a chill set because again, like. The byway is really cool, and they um they're really good to us. So I just don't want to like be crazy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want everybody to enjoy themselves and have a good time. I, I also I was thinking this is a uh, different than a bar, you know, where where people are walking around drinking beer and, and listening to music because people are sitting down eating dinner, and this is more of a conversational restaurant. Yeah, and that's another reason I don't want to blast yeah. them out as well. So it's sort of just like it's there. The music's there. Enjoy it if you want. Well, but. they had the Blackhawks game on, and they also had the. Like an M- like I don't know, it was UFC or, or some sort of MMA fight going on. Yeah, too. it was a UFC fight. It's always so. weird when you're playing and people are staring right above your head. <laughs> and people and everyone so I would find myself looking over my left shoulder going, What is it? Oh, oh, this the guy's the guy's <laughs> I, in mount position. I, in the beginning of, of being into podcasts, I used to listen to exclusively like, you know, comedians. And they would always complain about two things. One is air tra- you know, air travel. Their experiences in the airport or on planes. And the other one was rooms like, oh, I had to play this room. And it annoyed me that they had a game on behind me while I was doing stand up, yeah. which requires a lot more focus for people to like you just set up a, a joke and then give a yep. punchline. Yep. But, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's it's really not. You never th- think about that. But even with like little bars and stuff, I played a place a couple of week, weeks ago that was like a converted gas station. I pulled up and I was like, no, where's the where's a place for real? And it was a gas station with pumps that just were inactive. And didn't have <clears throat> lines set up or whatever. But yeah, it was really weird. And so, yeah, it isn't just one like every room is like has seats or an area to stand. No, every room really is. It really is kind of different. 
some people just go, I, I'll, sometimes I'll go to a place and I'll go, hey, where do you want me to set up? And they're like, um, they look around like they go, yeah. Uh, and I go like, Am I, is this the first time you've ever had somebody play music? Because somebody look around, it's the same thing like um, people that work at, people that work at those restaurants or bars uh, never know how to work their TV either. Mm. It's like, you're here every day. And someone goes, hey, can you put Sports Center on? They're like, ah, uh, they grab their remote and they go, uh, and you go, nope. I like it when they give it to you. And they're like, I, I'm not really sure if you want to treat to see if you can get it working. I'll be pushing. I was like, that one says volume. Why would you be pushing it? Uh, I don't work here. I don't, I never used a TV. But yeah, people do that. They'll go set up uh, over this side or this side like, or like, where is it? Where do you yeah, want me to? Where's the best sound? Where is the best focal point for people? Now, that place that you played at last time, they actually had, had come to you. They were like, hey, would you like to play a show here? Mm-hmm. So this was or was not the first show that they ever put on? At Byway? No, the other place. Oh, no, it wasn't the first. <laughs> so no. That, so they were just saying, what's your preference? Yeah, they were just like, For what yeah. you bring to the table. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I just want to go like, pretend you work here where you work. Pretend this isn't your first day and pretend... Okay, go back in time. The last time you saw a band in the place you work, where were they at? I'll go there. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's how it is. Well, I, yeah. st- I started my day off a little bit slower. I took my wife's dog and had it put down. Oh, that's right. That was uh, a trending now, online. <laughs> well, well, this is funny. So I I put, uh, as a joke. I, I noticed put, you don't say your dog. I put a picture of the dog <laughs> that I took before I took it to, to be yeah. euthanized. Yeah. Um, I cut it out, cropped it, put heaven in the background, like heaven's gates in the background. And uh, I posted, I am here like a little, <laughs> a meme. And I put <laughs> yes. it on my Facebook page because I wanted to see how many people were just going to like, give me their, they're like, I feel terrible. You know, this is awful. I didn't know how to take it. I was like, I was like going to make jokes about a dog, but I was like, Oh, I guess it's serious. Or I, but, I don't but, know what to do. I wanted to, Okay, partially it was like I, th- I thought it was funny because I'm like pe- anybody who knows me knows that like, look, I am extremely sympathetic and empathetic to the needs and wants of animals. I love animals. I wouldn't never. I wouldn't. Ne- that's serious. I would that never is? hurt an animal. Well, that's and uh, I don't want to see animals suffering. This animal was suffering for a long time. She was blind. She was deaf. Uh, she would just get out of her bed and pee and then get back in bed. You know, just daily, all the time. And, she was and, wearing and, diapers at the end, right? Yeah, and so, and she was also the 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 focal point of almost every argument that we had, because I was just like, this has gone beyond, you know, this is not right. We can't we can't allow her to continue yeah. like this. At some point, you got to go like, but it's, it's you you have these people. A lot of people would just be like, well, you know, they would like my wife looked up like, what, what does it mean? When do you know when it's time? And it would be like some websites would say, is the dog eating? Is she still able to enjoy life? And it's like, how do you, how do you (laughs) know how you value it? Most dogs, especially Pomeranians, in my experience, they just lay around all day. Well, she laid around all day. So is that, is that enjoying life? Was she begging for death? Was she was she crying every night? No, that wasn't happening. And would she eat a treat if you put it in front of her and she found it? Yeah, but she there was just nothing going on. Like I said, she couldn't hear her name. She there's all this stuff. Yeah, well, they're just like there at that point. So I had absolutely no problem putting her down. I encouraged it. I wanted it to happen earlier. I finally convinced my wife to make it to let me do it. So I'm not <laughs> saying I'm not, let you do it. I'm it's, not saying that I was, um, you know, I wasn't saddened by it. Maybe I shed a tear or two. Who knows? Okay. 
Dude, that hey, that is for real. That is a super super hard thing to do. So I, we, my son and myself took the dog and we went in the room. This is well. Let me take you back. When we pulled up and we pulled in there, just because again, I don't know how to handle these situations. The, everybody's very quiet. She was like, "Why are you here? I'm here to you. You know, we're gonna have our dog put to sleep." And she said, "Or and she said, so you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna put the dog to sleep." And I said, "Well, no. I thought that's what you guys did." And then the lady looked at me and was like. <sighs> It's too early, and I don't. Maybe I missed something, and I was laughing. You're like, myself. well, technically not sleep. Yeah, technically, hey, no, I'm jokes. not putting her to sleep. You are. Yeah. She said, "Are you?" Anyway, you're like, would you mind doing that for I, me? I felt very small, <laughs> and I filled out the paperwork, and it came down to writing her name down, and her name is was Sophie, and then I thought, well, wait, is it S O P H I E? Is it S O F I E? Is it a weird, funny way because it's a dog? Is it S O F Y? I never really asked my wife how because we had a we were fostering the dog and somebody they told us the dog's name was Sophie. I never looked at her stupid collar or anything like that, um, so I never needed to know. And in that moment, I thought to myself, "This dog that my son is holding and he and is you brought, sitting you, next. You to made me. him come with, yeah." Is Why? Sitting, I'll tell you in a minute. Is okay. sitting next to me. Is probably like really. In my last moments, you don't even know how to spell <laughs> my God. I've been I've been with you for six and a half years. You've yelled my name so many times for urinating on the carpet or getting lost in the backyard because I'm blind in the middle of the night. And you had to go out there in your underwear to find me. You you don't even know my name. Okay, cool. That's great. Yeah. Um. So we when we don't even her, ask what my favorite movie is. <laughs> when we brought her in the room. They came in and they explained, you know, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put an IV. We'll take her. We'll put an IV in her. We'll bring her back. We'll Dude, allow, it is hard. Allow you to spend some time. And then they'll, you know, they'll come in and, and, and do what it takes. So they brought the dog. They brought the dog back to us. And she's sitting there. And my wife said, I need you to hold her paw. That's all I ask. You it's always? Like, you have to hold. No. Hold on. Did anybody, Just me and my son. Did anybody not go to this? Yes, my wife. And, her, and my daughter. All right. So I'm, she said, I need to know that you're holding her. And, and normally I'd be like, yeah, I held her paw. It was great. You know? But I, I have compassion. And I didn't want this being to be alone, die alone, you know, without somebody. You said you'd do it. Yeah, whatever, so you man. I'm it. a man of my word. Okay, yeah, that's good. And I actually had asked my son if he would do it. And he said yes. But then when the time came, he, he wasn't going to do it. Why did you ask him to do it? Because I was like, well, we told her we would do it. I don't really want to do it. So you could do it. I told her, and look, the point is somebody's Somebody, going to do yeah. it. Somebody's going to do it. Somebody's going to be you. Um, I wasn't a particular fan of this dog. But again, I was, I, I don't, I don't want to see anything suffer. So, no, dude. And I have yeah. a heart and I was like, you know, this thing's going to die. And unfortunately it's, it stuck with me who was not a fan of it. And it's probably like, really? Yeah. That's you know? always how it ends up being. So, uh, cause it was the easiest for me to do. So they came in and this is where it got awkward because they set the dog down and they said, we're going to give you a couple minutes to get the, the doctor's going to come in and she'll, she'll administer the medicine. So we were then, it was like maybe about seven or eight minutes. We're sitting there. We're, I'm looking at the dog. The dog's kind of looking at me. We're looking so, at my son. Uh, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. I'm feeling her heart. Is it beating any heart? Does she, does she have a clue? Do you think she knows? No clue. And at some point she finally lays down and she's sitting there. And no, which the, adds to the guilt for the, me. It does. Cause doc, I'm like, they don't even know. Like they think like, Oh, I'm taking them out for something. You know what I mean? Lucky for her. We didn't really take her to the vet that, that often. So this to her was completely foreign. She, she was probably thinking she had no idea. This was like being, she's blind and deaf. She was in the abyss. 
But she had, she could, I'm assuming <laughs> yeah. she could smell us and knew, you know, it was me that was there. Blind again, and she, deaf. Yeah. So she, uh, the doctor comes in and she said, she, the fact very, that you name your dog Helen Keller seems like a lost. Well, topic. it wasn't blind and deaf when we had it. Oh got it. yeah. But still. So the doctor came in and she's very quiet and she says, okay, I know this is a very somber time. And what we're going to do is we're going to give it this sedative and then we're going to put another in the IV and then we're going to put another needle through, which is like a solution that will wash the sedative all the way through. And it'll take about a minute and the dog will start to get, it'll, 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 it'll lay down and it'll basically be unkind. It'll, it'll, it'll be sleeping pretty much. Mm. And then we're going to give it, then we'll give it the juice and then we'll give it another one to wash that through. And I'm thinking, okay, that that's fine. I have to be at all-star practice. This is about 930. I got to be back here at all-star practice by, I have to pick up my daughter and be at the field at 11. And I am taking my son, giving him at least an hour of driving practice so okay, get that get that going. So she's talking very quietly, and she's beautiful dog, sweet dog. Oh, such a nice dog. And I'm thinking, well, she's touching her. I mean, I could I could almost do that thing where I move my hand and it's her hand, but I wasn't going to do that. Yeah, I made a yeah. promise, you know. I made a promise. <laughs> yeah. So she goes, and she's probably not going to close her eyes. They normally don't. So no. the dog is laying there looking at me, and within seconds of it getting the well, looking is it was, a strong term. It, yeah, its, its eyes were fixated on my eyes <laughs> in your direction, and it it uh, it was no longer it was sleeping. And then with that, she said, "Okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna this is gonna happen, and I'm gonna give her this, and she's gonna pass within you know less than a minute." So she gives it to her, and then she takes out her stethoscope, and she steps over me, and she's quietly listening to different places. <laughs> and then she's, but she goes, I'm assuming you're going to want some time with the dog. And they walked out. And before, I didn't know what to say because I'm like, no, I don't. I, they put I, that I, I on know, I got it. I'm going to Small Town Coffee in Crown Point. They're going to turn around and get all the way back. <laughs> but you can't say that. Right. And that's the thing. They do put it on. So me and my son were looking at each other, and I'm like, Hey, uh, how many hours do you have left? We're just making small talk. And I'm thinking they're outside the room going, they're probably upset. Let's give them a couple of minutes. And I'm like, I'm not, listen, if you're going to drive, you got no more, no more effing around, bro. I need you to drive the speed limit. I need you to be paying attention. We need to get out. We need to get your coffee and then turn around. Cause I got all-star practice. And then the person came back in and we were quiet. Like as the door came open. And she's like, "Have you have you had enough time?" And we're like, "Yeah, uh, no problem." I think I think um, we're 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 almost there. Yeah, we're almost. yeah, that's a good look. But they do put it on you. They're like they're like most people, like with good hearts. Most people that aren't pieces of shit usually take about twenty five minutes to sit here. Like, uh. um, well, when they left, I didn't know if they have an egg timer or a solitary timer that they go like, "Hey, this is like you're saying, this is what the average good human being needs." But at some point, what if I was ready to go and I uh, do I go up to the reception and say, hey, can you bring the doctor back and carry the dog out? Because we weren't going to take the remains. Or They tried to also sell. It was like the daddy-daughter dance. Would you like a pawn impression? Yeah, ups- yeah you, they do upsell you, you at the end. Yeah, no, I don't want any of it. You know, to hey, be, we're going to give you a few more minutes to sit alone with the dog and think about which accessory you'd like to buy. And then when you come in the next time, they go, which one did you? Uh, we're not. Oh, we'll give you a few more minutes to think about. Just like a roller coaster. As you walked her in, you guys didn't know. We took a couple of quick snapshots of you guys walking into the room. And we could sell you that on a three by five, a five by seven or a poster size. You know, when you're going over the waterfall. Here's, here's <laughs> right at the drop. Oh, she looks so excited. And she, she can't tell she's on a roller coaster, but she looks so excited. The the reason I posted the picture is because I have that kind of <laughs> sense of humor. I, I don't. I was not a fan of that dog. I, I was not close to that dog. However, my wife continues to put pictures of the 
time, the, the several times she's like, hey, can you hold the dog? And then quickly took a picture of me and put like best friends or whatever. You and your I, special little guy. I, I was not, I was not a fan of this dog. However, I have a heart and I'm compassionate. I don't want any animal to suffer. <laughs> right. So I'm just putting it out there that um, I'm not upset. I'm not, you know, it is what it is. Circle of life. But I put the picture up there because I wanted to see. I wanted to to see how many funny reactions I would get. People that knew me. I, didn't I was know hoping. To, I didn't somebody, know how to do. It. I was like. I was like. If you if you are being sincere, I was like. I don't want to be a cold hearted bastard and make and make a joke. But I wanted. I was like. But this is funny. I want to make a joke. But I was like. Oh, he must be really. I honestly. I was like. Oh, he must be really upset. Well, culturally, I've seen a lot of T-shirts. Um, not necessarily on white people, but when 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 family members of people die, <laughs> yeah. there'll be like a picture of the person, maybe some angel wings in the background mm-hmm. in the heaven's gate. Yeah. And so I had told my wife, I said, I'm going to make you one of these shirts with this dog because I think it's funny. Yeah. Um, you know, she, some people, uh, she agreed that she would wear it and thought that that would be a nice a nice send off. So I that was my first. Cho- the, that first picture I made was like, what do you think of this? Would this be cool for the t-shirt? And then I just, without her knowing, I posted it. And she's like, really? Yeah. That, that. <laughs> well, you know how like people put the stickers on the back of their car? Yeah. Like, like Poncho 1997 <laughs> yes. or whatever. Just do that for each animal that you, yeah. you know. Like I'll get one in the back of mine that says like Paco Tadahito Gucci starting second baseman for the 2005 World Series Chicago White Sox. I feel like if this takes off, maybe this is a foray into a new business for me. Where I make T-shirts with your dog standing on the steps of heaven, maybe some angel wings. In Doing the what your dog really wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing: I didn't, I didn't like the dog. Like your dog bow fishing. I, I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let you. I don't like her current dog either. He's a real <laughs> butthole. Um, I know it brings her joy and happiness, but myself and my children also were hoping that we could convince her to maybe get, ask if I could ask for a two for one deal uh, and make that happen for both of these dogs, but. Yeah, but no, this time we your, son, your son has to hold its paw. I can't I think believe we'll you tried all, to foist that extremely uh, cumbersome responsibility well, on your child. I feel like if they haven't had an opportunity to to experience death or mourning, or that's a sad situation. Yeah, but they don't have You're to gonna hold s- the paw. Let it, let them let them uh, get their toe he, in the water. Don't just he, don't throw them in. I that's that's how you do it. You get a toe in the water by a dog's a, the paw of a dog you don't like. You don't even care about. I didn't ask them like at the all the Italian funerals I've been to where everybody stands around the casket and takes a photo with themselves with a dead person. Well, he, I'm saying like he probably I didn't ask him to kiss, you know, kiss a person in a casket. Your son probably doesn't have a lot of experience with death, so maybe just seeing it once is a thing, then holding the paws next, then superimposing them on um giant rapids of great America's the the final step. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I feel like all those are all teaching moments, and I and I wanted I wanted to teach compassion and be like, listen, I know that you don't care for this dog. I know that every day, three times a day, the dog pisses on the carpet, and we force you Ugh. to go out there and get the steam cleaner and do a full clean of the carpeting. And I also know that I get angry because the way you do it, it's going to rip up my cheap <laughs> construction carpeting. So then we fight about that. So he and this dog. And and then right before bed, every night when he's crawled into bed, my wife will call him out of bed to take her dog out one more time before making him put a diaper on a dog. So the 16-year-old boy has to put a diaper on this dog that he doesn't like. So I said, this is an opportunity for you to understand empathy that this dog is it's a, it's a living creature and we're deciding to help it get to heaven. Well, after that last portion, I'm surprised he didn't just volunteer to step on its neck. <laughs> 
We did. We, like if if we could have if we could have made that happen, <laughs> I suggested a shovel because then we could. It was just one tool. But he's also lazy, and he would dig up the backyard in an inappropriate way. Doesn't sound like he's going to want to hold your paw ever. At any time. They love me. It's yeah. cra- it's the craziest thing ever. Maybe it's like it Stockholm sounds syndrome. Sounds like real Stockholm syndrome. It absolutely does. Get out there and steam clean the, the cheap carpet. Constant. Constant. And then he's like, "Man, I want to wear the band shirts that you like." He walked. How, how does that happen? He walked away because the bands that I like are all about anger, and they're all about like. You know, screaming at authority. So that's his way. That's his vent. Same as it was mine, you know. I guess. But his big takeaway was now, because if you don't use a steam cleaner right, then my wife says, now the now the, the, the carpet smells like piss still, and it wasn't cleaned right, and now we have wet. This carpet cleaning has been, it's been, it's been a huge issue for Jeez, us oh, for the last, like, at least probably nine months to a year. I do remember doing, um, putting a few of my pets to sleep. And I didn't, I didn't never, ever had to do it until I was an adult. Because as a kid, something tragic is always like, like, you know, oh, Snowball just hit, got hit by a truck and I never saw it. My dad would just tell me it happened. So when I actually had to do it for the first, uh, you know, a couple times or whatever, it is, dude, it is a thing. The, the, the nurse came in and said, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a couple minutes with, um, with the cat or with the dog. And like you said, like, uh. She was just like, I'll take a few minutes, and she explained the procedure. They're going to be the wash it out, the sedative, yeah, yeah. But all I really heard was, hey, as soon as I start leaving, I want you to start bawling like a bitch, okay? Make sure. I'll be gone about four minutes, so that should be enough time for your face to get red and poofy. Those sunglasses won't help at all. We're still going to know, so I'll be back in a minute. That's what. Well, they I don't were, know what she said, but that's what she said. They had more. They were sadder about putting the dog down and talk nicer to her than we had. But I will tell you this. I didn't need the extra time. I'd been talking to the dog and telling it that I was going to kill it for six, a solid six to eight months. She knew where I stood, but I think on this like ethereal plane that right before her death, she understood that I was doing this. I mean, mostly for her, partially for me, but mostly for her and that she also would no longer have to deal with me. We, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, it sounds I, like I feel you, like good karma came out of this for me. It sounds like you used this death as an opportunity to display your compassion. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I had no problem. I had no problem taking the Here dog to get it done. I didn't want to do it. It was it hurt my heart to have to hurt any living creature, but that's a that's a, that's a cost I'm willing to pay. It's, but it sounds like the uh, least bothersome version of that. Now the other dog is far more. You know, I mean, can you imagine if you liked the animal? It's happened. I, I, my German Shepherd, I yeah. had to put down, and yeah. I had a great Dane Boxer. Both of those dogs were great. This dog is not great. It's different. Now, my wife's other Pomeranian, who is still among the living, biggest douchebag <laughs> around. <laughs> he is annoying. He has one tooth left in his mouth. He's old as hell. He, he smells terrible. He is a total jerk. And she, every day, they're best friends. Like, you know, she, he waits from the minute she leaves, he'll wait by the service door for the garage for her to come back home. Oh, he'll sleep, I guess. And then go there when he knows it's about time. And then he'll hop up on her lap and she will, she will come in and kiss the dog and hug the dog before saying hello to any of us. So, you know what, when it comes his time, which may be a little <laughs> sooner than he would like, uh, I will be far less compassionate. In fact, I'll probably tell someone else to take him. I just just be gone with him already. I think the takeaways don't get Pomeranians. I wish I didn't have a fence because we're uh, we are a coyote thick area, and oh, I would hope, dude. You know what today is? No, today is the 
10 year anniversary of the day I wore the night suit. Oh, the night costume. We should post that again. I should post it again. It rules. I don't care. All right. It's the 10 year anniversary of, I guess the premiere of Game of Thrones was 10 years and a day ago. So yes, my brother took a chair and dressed it up and put swords on it and a makeshift Game of Thrones and we wore night costumes. Super awesome. It was, dude, super awesome. Look, I got a crown on in this one. You do. Super yeah, dude, awesome. That rules. I'd, time flies, bro. Time I, flies. I actually can't believe it's been 10 years for, since Game of Thrones started. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, you know, all those, all those kids were like little kids in the show, and now they're like, uh, you know, trending for dating like mm-hmm. uh, Jonas Brothers and stuff. Do you, what, what, <clears throat> so when you, when, um, when you go to pick audiobooks, because I know that's your, that's your thing, do you, what is your, what do you look for specifically? Like I know last thing was like Jordan Peterson. You skip around a lot. You move genres yeah. a lot like I do. Dude, I'm still trying to get through this brother's Karmazov. Mm-hmm. It's now I've been, what I've been doing is a little bit of audio. Mostly I read it, but at night I'll put the timer on for like 20 minutes and my headphones and I'll listen to the book. It, this is a labor of love. This book, dude, <laughs> it's like reading the Bible. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, this should be good for you. And I think you're going to be a better person for reading this, but it's, strap up because it's going to be a while. I had a similar experience. Now my wife loves audiobooks because she travels along you know, for work. It's like an hour and a half each way. Whoa. So, um, sometimes she will, well, when she gets done with an audiobook, she will look for another one and it's always, um, autobiographies. So that's a, a mm, book written those are by good. a person you know, themselves. Yeah. Right. Those are really good. That's autobiography. Auto is when you write a book about a biography is when someone else writes right. a book about you. So just clearing that up, she was like, Oh, I just read this book about the it was it was an autobiography written by the son of Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta Jones. I'm like, why? Uh, well, she goes she uses the library app for her audiobooks. So So know, do I. It, it'll just present to you. Yeah. Yep. It'll be like, Hey, if you like this one, like I had I told her Cassie David, Larry David's daughter had written a book. So she she listened to that book. And then um she was getting to the end of the book and I had listened to the I listened to this podcast called Talking Sopranos. It's a they go like episode by episode. It's Steve Sharippa, the guy who played Bobby Baklava. And then uh, Michael Imperioli, who everybody knows, is you know Christopher Maltesanti. Yeah. They 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 have other guests on or whatever, but they talk about each each show and or each episode, episode by episode. They'll read parts of the script, do all kinds of stuff. And somehow Steve Sharippa started talking about Moby. I think it's because where he he had grown up or you know lived in the same area as somebody. And he said, and he he told Michael Imperioli, he said, or he asked him, he said, "Have you read Moby's autobiography?" And I thought to myself, well, I don't, why would anybody read Moby's biography, autobiography? I, I hate Moby. I don't like anything about him. DJ, I, his music right? sucks. Yeah, I don't like him. He seems like a douche. Um, but you know what? I'll give it a shot. They, Steve Sharippa said it was great. Um, drug-fueled, blah, 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 blah. I have never been more... I don't even know how... Like, I... When I have situations like this, I want to do a Yelp review. I've never done, I don't think I've ever done an Amazon review, but I might be compelled to do one on this. But I don't know how I would go with it because all I do is go back and forth about, in my mind, saying this dude is the big, either he's the biggest liar or he is the biggest humble bragger or oh, he is the biggest douche. 
but everything is like it's depressing it's like oh i'm a drug addict but you know then i was banging the celebrity and i woke up and realized like hey my life's not very great and then i went to this party and i drank 16 drinks it's all he knows every every scenario I'd be like in 1989 uh i was at this party and i drank 19 drinks and i had um i had a little bit of ecstasy and then i smoked some weed and then i went home with the, like the most beautiful girl i'd ever seen and i had sex with her and oh, then you know the next day I was like, oh, uh, I I was touring around in my punk rock uh, 80s band that uh, no one's ever heard of. And it was pretty great. Like I was, you know, and then my uh, my grandfather is Herman Melville, the guy who wrote Moby Dick. And that's why they call me Moby. But he refers to himself as Moby or Mobes when he says when other people when he's like, oh, my cousin or my mom or my uncle or my mom's boyfriend was referring to him. He'd be like, yeah, they turned to me and they were like, hey, Mobes, that's super annoying. Nobody has a memory like this. At no point does he say that I keep a journal or, but he'll be like, I had a conversation with Ben in 1989 and I saw him at this house and Ben said, Hey Moby, how's your day? And I turned to Ben and I was like, not very good, Ben. And then Ben said, Hey, do you think we should buy liquor? And I was like, Hey, I'm trying to be sober for a girlfriend that I'm dating right now who doesn't think that I could be sober and have an alcohol problem. He said, okay, Mobes. And he left. And it's like, well, how do you, how are you giving specific quotable convert? Like you're, you're remembering these situations in quotations. Can you not give them in summary form? Like, Oh, I ran into Ben. I remember there was a time where I did rain it, run into Ben and I was trying to be sober and we talked, he was trying to push some alcohol party. on me. And I was like, nah, bro, I'm, I'm trying to do this thing. And then, then I left, but he talks about being sad that he has a $7 million as he calls it sky castle in New York that houses like Mick Jagger, David Bowie, they're all living in the same apartment building, like this, you know, huge apartment building in, in Manhattan or whatnot. And it's like, I don't understand what you're doing. You're complaining that you wrote this this album play, which be you know blew up beyond any expectation. And then there was what's his big hit? Uh, we all we're all stars. We all are stars. Oh, didn't he have a girl sing? Like, didn't he have like, like a, Gwen like Stefani a, or something? I don't know. I don't know. His, but his music sucks. I'm an hour and a half from finishing this thing, and I'm doing it like, like you're saying, like I just feel like I've come this far. I'm you hoping to, there's yeah. some turnaround at the end, but like the dude will be like, oh, you know, I went over to Madonna's house and was like talking to her about this or that, and it's like, do you want? I don't understand. Are you trying to make people feel sorry for you? It sounds like he Are wants you, people to think he's awesome, right? But then he doesn't though, because he's so he's so self-deprecating. At the same time, it's very confusing. Yeah, but that's um like patronizing. Like that's like maybe that's the wrong word, but that's like uh, you know when you when you say self-deprecating things so that people bounce back with a compliment. Do you have You're any- like oh I guess I'm not that good at guitar? What do you mean? You're very good. You're yeah, better than had, me. I guess he's assuming that the listening or reading audience is going to be saying that, but he he doesn't even yeah. get the benefit of hearing it. You know what I mean? Because it's not, he's not doing it as a spoken word. It's also for attention too. Like, you, Oh, whoa. Is do you have me, Amazon right? on your phone? Uh, regular Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Go to Amazon. Okay. I'm going to give you the name of this book and I want you to read. Hey, let me three... search. Let me search shit. I'm never going to read. <laughs> it's called Moby. Then it fell apart. So I want you to go to it and then read three of the, um, the, the, the excerpts. No, the, the ratings. I want you to read three people's short ones, blurbs. You know, you don't have to read ones that are five paragraphs long, but I want to hear three reviews. And I want to know if I'm on, am I on my own? Am I crazy here? Maybe I'm just being hyper, you know, I don't like the dude. So I, I, I just can't believe I, anyone else has read this and liked it. Okay. Here's some top ones. 
Oh, <clears throat> great read. I enjoyed this book so much that I also purchased Porcelain, the other book Moby wrote about his life. <laughs> yeah. Now I have to read two. He's like, so in this one, even though people don't really think I like chicks, I, I banged another super duper hot chick. His style has refined over the years. Porcelain has too many details. Or maybe I got bored by the rave scene of the 2000s where Moby has transported me with success in his book. I am not and was not interested in the techno culture, nor am I American. But this book is great. <laughs> I lived for three days in Moby's world. And when I left, it felt like I left a friend. Author. Which, Moby. Which is something all narrative arts struggle to achieve. Moby also looks great naked. He's the best guy you... Hey, who wrote this? <laughs> Moby, if you are reading this in hope of validation, yeah, good luck and Godspeed. I'm really glad that you made it. So this sounds like the exact review he wants. Right. He wants someone to go, this guy's so great. I don't even like techno, but I like it when he does it because he's so wonderful. Find, find me a couple spiteful ones. Okie dokie. They can't be far. I mean, there's there's usually a bar on there that'll tell you like one star reviews, five star reviews. Well, this one's of that of that ilk. Um, this is a five star review, but kind of feel bad for Moby. I know there's been some controversy surrounding this book. Moby claims in the book to have dated someone who, after the book was published, denied that they ever even dated. It's worth noting that a lot of these a lot of this book is about the effects of uh, Moby's escalating drug and alcohol abuse and how he viewed the world. Could it be that an alcoholic or drug-fueled haze, he thought he was dating someone while she thought he was being a creepy older guy who followed her around? Yeah, wasn't that a thing for Natalie a while? Portman is the person. Oh. She was just out of high school. He was like like 40. Did they date? No. She says she came out and was like, this guy's out of his mind. Like Super he was creep. trying to hit on me. And I was a, a young girl that was just like, oh, I get to get into concerts because yeah. I'm famous. Well, that and his re deep recollections of stuff that there's no. Oh, by the way, even if you're not on drugs, it's really hard to remember stuff. Yeah. All right. Whatever the case, I remain a fan of both Moby and his music. This book captures a lot of his struggles with fame, addiction and childhood trauma. And he comes across as a guy who's still trying to figure things out. Could he have handled the controversy this book has generated more effectively? Yes. But that doesn't take away from the quality of this book or the joy that his music brings to many. As the book suggests, Moby is still a work in progress, as are we all. This this was written by uh, a butthole, too. Let's see. So, so here's my takeaway. Oh, oh, one okay. more. One more. Okay. All right. One star. Worst book I have ever read. I have never read such an egotistical load of rubbish. Def the worst. Most sickening book I have ever read. Maybe he wanted it to be like, maybe he wanted it to be like this. But if so, okay, this person's knocking a book, but he can't write. <laughs> if so, he has succeeded. Go play, drink, repeat. Powerful second memoir from Moby. Dude, no one needs a second memoir from Moby. <laughs> like, I think Steve Martin has one, you know? Reminds me of my life, apart from the global success. Five-story apartment block by Central Park. Alcoholism and plentiful threesomes. Definitely worth a read, and I hope the controversy surrounding the book doesn't knock him down too much. At the end of the day, he sounds like a decent guy who started to implode for a variety of reasons. Read the book for the story, stripped bar, and told very candidly. Anyone else hears this that has read or listened to this book? I want your I want to I want your feedback because this is this is my hot take. Moby has maybe smoked weed, has never done meth or any of the other drugs he says he's done. Moby is not an alcoholic and never really drank, pretends to be an alcoholic. Moby probably is a virgin or very close to being one. That's my feeling. I believe that this stuff 
is remembered at, at, the, at the way only a person who's making things up remembers things. It's impossible unless he went home. And again, if he was in this drug stupor at all times, how is his memory so great to where he's remembering specific conversations and quotations? And how are you allowed to quote people, you know, without... It's ridiculous. <laughs> so it's good. All right. I tried so hard to make it through this book, but it was just too awful. My opinion of Moby as a person was lowered by the porcelain book, but this, this is much worse. I think of Moby as a musician. My interest in him is centered around the music he composes and performs. And this book has very little to do with music or indeed about music at all. Instead, it's all about Moby treating women as mere sex objects and expecting us to feel sorry for him because apparently his fear of entrapment forces him to treat women as sex objects and or whores while getting drunk a lot and taking drugs. That's what I was saying. How original. This is Moby as a mere celebrity, a self-pitying whiner crying out to be pitied. He, sh- he is sure to appear on some reality show real soon. We're Re- believing this book if it was written by Kid Rock, not Moby. I really wish I could wipe this horrid text from my mind, but I can't. I will still play his music. Why, dude? But probably less than I used to. He should follow Zappa's advice. You know, shut up and play your guitar. All right, no more reviews. Yeah. But, dude, just from like your, your short thing, when you first started talking about it, I was immediately like, ugh. I don't. I don't want to hear about... I mean, sometimes you can read an autobiography of someone and it's like, you didn't think you'd like it, but right. you go, oh, actually... And I know that a lot by... If you listen to Joe Rogan or, you know, like I said, I grew up listening to Howard Stern, you would hear these... I was always like a captive audience because I'm like, well, whoever he's got on, he he can figure out a way to, to make this interesting. And he always did... Both of those people always did. And I always came away being like, he would he would pull the human out of these people and be like, I don't give a fuck if you're a celebrity or not. Howard, especially, I'm going to talk to you like you're a human being. And I'm going to put all that other stuff to the side. There'll be some of that like fanfare, but not, not, it's not, that's not what the whole interview is going to go. So I've always felt like everybody is human and everybody has a, a unique story that's kind of cool and interesting. And especially, I love documentaries, biographical documentaries. And I've never walked away with one where I didn't like the person, even if I didn't like them when I started watching it. I was like, okay, I understand really? I get where you're coming from. You always find it like... In- at least interesting. Yeah, at you least know. interesting. So I gave blood this week. By the way, I keep getting flack from the wife. She's like, why are you donating your blood? They, they didn't want your plasma, so now you're trying blood? <laughs> Who doesn't want my plasma? I thought they didn't want... Wasn't it plasma you tried to donate? And they're like, now nah, we're good. Oh, well, one time they were like, your heart rate's too low. And I go, yeah, dude, because I'm in such good shape. I'm, I'm too healthy for you to take my blood. No, but I, I, I went to give blood. The wife keeps going, why are you doing this for free? They'll pay you. And I was like, I don't know, dude. I just thought, thought you're supposed to give blood. It's like what good people do. She's like, no, it's crazy. Why are you doing it for free when they'll give you money? And I go, I don't know. The, I, but I feel like, like when you, the places that say they'll give you money for plasma always look sketchy. And I'm like, I'm yeah. not. You know what I mean? They look like, like methadone clinics or something. So I go to give blood and um, I had like a tight window. I had like an hour to, to, to get there, get everything done and get out and get the kids off the bus, right? So I download like the app. I get the American Red Cross app. It all happens from those cold calls. Usually you just don't answer, but somebody called and they're like, hey, can you give blood for the Red Cross? And I go, uh, crap, yeah, I think I can. And they're like, oh, are you available possibly tomorrow? Can you go? And I was like, uh... Yeah, yeah, I can. So so this cold call worked out and I, I signed up for the thing. They say, get the um, Red Cross app and then they, there's something you do ahead, like a fast pass. We'll just call it fast pass for now. They're like, answer these questions. That way when you get here, you're in and out. And I said, that's perfect. That's what I want to do. I got a tight window. So I get this app. 
and I download and I and I answer all these questions, which they're always the same, and it's always like they'll go, they'll go, um, they'll go. Uh, have you been out of the country between blah 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 between these years? Have you ever taken money? Have you ever paid for sex? And they always and they ask all these drug questions, and they're like, have you? Have you uh, used intravenous needles? And you know, same questions or whatever. So you just put like, yeah, 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 no, whatever you have to put. Um, and so I do all this stuff and then I show up at the place and I am five minutes early. And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't have you like on the list. And I was like, well, I, I did it on this app here. And she's like, oh, and she's like hemming and hawing. And I was, I kind of go, okay, well, I'll just leave. Like I was, I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. I have a tight window. No, no, we'll fit you in. We'll fit you in. So she, she, so she puts me in I go over to the table I'm talking to the next lady and the lady goes here just fill out this questionnaire and I go no no I already did that I already answered all these questions and she's like no it just takes a second I go but but I already did it that was the point of me otherwise I wouldn't have bothered and she goes no no you have to do it again like fill out all the stuff over yeah because she goes uh because in case something has changed and I go okay so okay so like if I didn't pay a prostitute if I paid if I didn't do it yesterday but in between that time between yesterday and and today I was like you know what actually uh yeah I've been meaning to do intravenous drugs with a stranger yeah let's do this so I made that joke to her I go okay that's in case you guys gave me good ideas and I paid for sex in between the last day she goes no 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 you have to do it twice in the same day that's like a normal thing to fill this form out twice yeah so you have to say whether or not you paid for sex or used drugs or did whatever. Um, and then later on the day, you have to do it again. And that's, I thought it was like a screw up. She goes, no, that's the way we do it. It's a standard thing. So you do a pre-screen and then you do it, both. you do it twice though before you give blood. Yeah. But I mean, who in the, who, like, wh- why would it be a process that you have to fill it out the day of, and then when you get there, in case between breakfast and lunch, you then decided to become a heroin addict. Like, well, again, no one's answering those questions correctly. If you're there to give blood, you've committed that you're giving blood. That's what's on your schedule for today. You're not going to go there and go, oh, I didn't know that my blood wasn't okay because I seek prostitutes. Because if you get up and you're like, hey, there's this, I, everything else I answered no to, this prostitute question, in all honesty, to be transparent, yes, I, I do seek sex from prostitutes. Is that going to be a problem? No one's doing that. No. So they're just going to go ahead and check no. And they so all- let's forego the bullshit. Well, they also put, have you had sex with another person? Like, they ask, like, do you have sex with dudes? Mm-hmm. Right? They just, like, if you're a guy, a they just go, the same yeah, so do you, it said dudes. So it's like, it's like, do you have sex with dudes? And I go, no. It's just a cowboy in spurs I next didn't, to the checkbox. But after breakfast, I was like, you know what? <laughs> You guys are coming up with a lot. I never thought about it that way. You guys are giving me a lot of things to think about. I just thought that was crazy. It's, it wasn't so much just, I don't like things that waste my time, but it wasn't that. It was the, how in the world could these answers, if you said, have you been out of the country between 1983 and 1988 and gone to Lithuania or whatever it was, um, if I hadn't done that while eating Rice Krispies, what? I <laughs> promise you it didn't change. It was, it was it was just so super weird. And then I do this thing where I always go, um, well, I do like the same thing. How you were trying to like make jokes, like mm-hmm. while you're putting your dog down. I I do the same thing where they're just like they just want to take my blood, but I'm like, oh, you know, I make it. I I told her, I told her instead of uh, instead of asking which arm would you prefer to have the blood drawn from, I would just ask people, what's your cell phone hand? Which which <laughs> right. is your cell phone hand? I go because 
they're going to sit there for 15 minutes and they're going to want to be on their phone. Mm-hmm. So don't just be like, do you have a preference? Just say which cell Not phone. A bad idea. Just go to that one and then put a C on that forearm or whatever. Um, but then I always do this thing too, where I go, Hey, what's the fastest you've had today? And I like to get competitive with my blood. So I go, if, so, yeah, like you yeah. Will your, you will your blood out fast. <laughs> yes, yes. So like one time she said, I think the fastest we had, I think it was eight minutes and change. So I sat there gripping and pumping my, um, I sat there squeezing my fist as, as hard as I could, like with a tennis ball, just to beat it. And then when, as soon as it filled, I called her over. I go, I think I'm done. I think I'm done. Set the, set the you last know. drop. Yeah, I want it all. So I do that. They, they're not entertained and I do it for free. And they had to ask me, ask me if I had sex with dudes twice in one day. I think I should just. I think if I should. They, just they go asked ahead. you twice, or they asked you if you had sex with dudes twice in one day. Uh, Would it be know. okay if you had sex with dudes once during that day? Yeah. Well, I was like, I lied. I lied. There needs earlier. to be a comma somewhere. I'm confused by this whole <laughs> yeah. line, line of questioning. Well, I was like, it's no either way. So. You know what I wasn't confused by, and I failed to bring it up the last couple of weeks is when I was in Florida, as some of you that follow oh, me on yeah. Instagram, and I, I think we posted on the Facebook page too, myself and my wife saw Big Ed from 90 Day Fiance. And believe it or not, he doesn't have a neck in real life either. Um, anybody who doesn't know this guy, I don't know, he's suffering some some kind of like spinal compression disease to where he's like a shoulder with that, with hair on top of it and some eyeballs. And he was involved in this show where 90 Day Fiance, where he goes and hooks up with a chick. I think maybe she was from Thailand or something like that. He had a smoking hot foreign. And then um, they're supposed to they have 90 days to decide if they're going to get married. And after 90 days, because this, this is all based on this K-1 visa. So you have 90 days before the visa's up in order to make this person your wife or not. And uh, their situation didn't work out, but because this guy is so odd looking and he's so, he's such a weird personality. And what's his name again? Big Ed. Isn't is he the dude that him. put mayonnaise in his hair? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he deserves uh, all he, the best. He carries around a tiny little dog and he's an, an interior decorator by trade, I'm being told. Really? So my wife saw him while we were at this Mexican restaurant, like walking in. And it was like when my mom saw Mickey Dolan's of the Monkees, you know, uh, getting off a plane. She was like, oh, my God, it's Big Ed. <laughs> and, if I, and the fact that I knew uh, who Big Ed was, and I walked up to it. So this is how, how it went down. Um, I turned Big to the girl Ed. next to me who was sitting at the bar, and I go, hey, did you see it's Big Ed? Sort of like thinking like she's going to be like, who? And she's like, oh, my God, it is Big Ed. And then everybody in the whole place was like, oh, my God, it's Big Ed. And then I just walked over to the dude and I, I walked right up to him and I put my arm around him. I was like, hey, bro, we're going to take a quick picture. And he's like, all right, fine. Dude, can, you, like, can you imagine just people putting their hands on you like that? So like then just... I had to call my wife because she wasn't trailing behind me. I was like waving her over. I'm, and I'm the whole time I got my arm around this guy and he's probably like, hey, dude, let's take the picture. I'm here mm. to eat. The price of fame. But the thing is, he's famous for being an asshole. Like he well, was that, not yeah. a nice person or, you know, the way he came was off. He was No, he wasn't. Well, so the girl that he was uh, going to potentially marry, this girl Rose, she, you know, she, I want to say, I want to say it was Thailand, but either way, like he had mentioned to the camera, you know, they have those things where they're like, they, they interview him by himself. Yeah. The confessional. And he, he had, he went to like a general store. He took her from Thailand and then they vacationed to another spot, like a romantic spot, like 
the first week he stayed with her family in Thailand, had to take a shower with her dad. And it was just, that's like their culture. And what I mean by shower, they both, they both were using a 55 gallon drum full of rainwater and a bucket and washing each other down with it. She's like, Oh, you got to take a shower with my dad. It's a custom to, I I don't know. What were they they wearing? Anything? Yeah. Towels, I think, or bathing suits. Okay. And then, you know, but that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. So he shows up in this room. He's like, yeah, we're going to have like, you know, a romantic time or whatever. And he bought her like this tiny little negligee. And then he had mouthwash and uh, a razor for her legs. And he was like trying to tell her, he's like, Hey, you know, like we're going to do this sexy time thing. But like, how about you shave your legs first? Ooh. And she's like, uh, like culturally, she's probably like that. Maybe not what we, I don't know. Know anything about their culture? So I don't he's like, I have certain standards, and he's like, I your need. breath is kind of bad, so I got you this mouthwash. Oh yeah, and of course, recall, does it matter where you are from culturally? That's embarrassing and humiliating to yeah. tell a woman like, yep, yep, I look like I do, but I'm going to need you to go ahead and shave those legs. Now she was probably tw- like between twenty one and twenty four, mm. and he was like forty or whatever. Obviously, he's got some some money, um, and he's an American. So I think that was the get down. But it's like, dude, at the end of the day, like, are you You're serious? Gross. You're going to jam? Like, yeah. this, and the girl in her confession was like, I really didn't want to, I, I didn't want to have sex with this dude. No. Or whatever. But like, he was so for, he's like, I bought you this outfit. I'm going to need you to change into it. But when you do also shave your legs and then want like, like clean that feels mouth. very sex trafficky. <laughs> you know what I mean? It really does. So I, their relationship didn't work out. So, but if you're known for that and you go into a deli and everyone goes, Hey, you're the guy, um, you're famous for not being good looking and being a jerk. Yes. Let's take a picture. Uh, bad human. It didn't slow anybody down. I feel like it would be the same if Mel Gibson showed up in a restaurant full of Jewish people. They'd be like, sweet, it's Mel Gibson. <laughs> I remember what you said, but, uh, dude, lethal weapon though. Yeah. I, I would, I'm telling you, I'd feel that way. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Hey, dude, we've all been drunk. We've all said some things we shouldn't have. It is. What, what it would is. you, what would you say to him? You, if you walked into, uh, like a Cantor's deli <laughs> Ever. Dude, I would just be like, yeah, Mel Gibson, I love you, dude. What How I, do you feel about lady cops? What I, but, what I want, <laughs> but what I would do is definitely take the opportunity to get a picture. And it's not, uh, there's certain celebrities that I would do that. There ain't many. He's one. He definitely is one. If I saw. What if he was like, and hey, I feel hey, like dude, he's sorry probably about unapproachable the, too. What if he's like, sorry about the stuff I said? I, I mean, mean, like, you know, all does he, he just assumes that everyone in the Cantor's Deli is a Jew yeah, or he yeah. just apologizes to everyone. Anytime someone asks, that's for what a all of us going do. We just assume <laughs> <laughs> he uh, just goes, uh, listen, I needed something with capers on it. And I feel really bad about what I said. I would say 95% of celebrities, if not more, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't be like, nah, I'm not interested in even getting a picture or like saying, Hey, what's up? Or I like, you're saying you wouldn't, nah, care. I wouldn't care. but big Ed makes that cut. He did because of my wife. What I'm saying is Mel Gibson makes that cut, even though he's anti-Semitic. Yeah. I feel like it shouldn't even, we're not going to talk about it. So it's not going to become an issue. Yeah. Well, I don't care keep, what he thinks. I'm talking se- about, separate, separate yeah, the I, man I, I from the work. For, I love him for what he's done in the movies. Yeah. Separate him from his art. Yeah. I could probably come up with right now off the top of your head, who, who are three celebrities that you would immediately be like, I need to get a picture with this person. Oh, geez. Uh, is it all just like good looking dudes like Ryan Reynolds, Brad Pitt? I don't care who it is. I mean, that's what, I don't know why that's dudes? your qualifier. I just want to make sure they're very handsome. Yeah, let's keep it dudes just because it's not, it's less creepy. Um, I would think like The Rock would be one. Yeah, The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's it. I mean, those dudes are, are seem to be, just from what you know of them, pretty approachable. So you yeah. feel like. 
You I like okay. Let's just say you saw Danny. You want me to find one that's less. If you saw Danny DeVito, you love part or, or you love it's always sunny. Would you feel compelled to be? Oh, like, if I saw Charlie Day. No, I didn't say Charlie be. Day. Yeah. If you saw Danny DeVito, would right. you be like, "Oh, it's Danny DeVito," or would you be like, "Bro, I need to go take a picture with Danny DeVito"? I would uh, just go, "Oh, that's cool. I saw him." Yeah. Yeah. No. But The Rock, you'd be like, "I no, I need to be in this yeah. person's presence. And yeah. I need to have an exchange yeah, that's with this cooler. dude." Yeah, for sure. What about Stone Cold Steve Austin? Or if I saw Jordan Peterson. Or Sam Harris too. Um, no, I wouldn't take a picture with him. That's weird to me. What's the, why? Why the Rock I, and not Stone Cold? The Rock seems cool. Stone Cold doesn't seem like a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> the Rock seems like like he would hang. I would hang out with it, dude. I wouldn't hang out with Stone. But I the, mean, the, I wouldn't be like nothing against you, dude. But I think you and I are just oil and water kind of. What about know? the, the uh, Dave Portnoy from uh, Barstool Sports? I don't know who that is. The dude, the pizza guy. That's always <clears> like, hey, you got to. Oh, I did see one. a video where he was eating pizza and the car got stolen. Yeah. In Chicago. I don't like his face. I'm be honest, like nothing personal, but I, I remember seeing that video and being like, I'm not taking advice from this guy. I don't know why I just didn't care for him. He All seemed right. too, uh, I don't know. I just feel like anybody should be, this is a, a great maybe a drinking game you could play. You just put list names of celebrities on cards. I don't know, maybe some dice. Maybe there's a board game. You, somebody could figure out what, what else we can do here. But you just flip it over a card and you say, would you take a picture with this person? It'd be interesting to know. Like, I could go down the list. It wouldn't even take me less. It would take me less than a second. If you threw a name out, I'd be like, no, yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't rethink it. We'll do it next there's week. There's just no rethinking it. So. I didn't have a camera back in 94, but I did approach Dikembe Mutombo at a mall and ask him for his autograph on you, a napkin. Let me tell you something. You better be sure it's Dikembe Mutombo. You better was, be damn sure. You know what? I was spot on that day. <laughs> that day in 1994 in San Antonio, I... Uh, How offended would a dude be if he's like, I'm not Dikembe <clears throat> Matambo. If you walked up and did the thing... I'm of, Brian Smith, you bastard. <clears throat> you, you know he's in those commercials where he like he wags his fingers? Yeah. Like, you just walked up and slapped the chips out of his hand <laughs> and did this. And he was like... And then somebody looks at him and he goes, Hey, Carl, why that guy slap your chips? <laughs> yeah. goes, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right, that is episode 286 of the Hey My Man podcast. We'll see you next time later.